This is Together 24-7, episode 156. Hi everyone, this is Barry Cohen, one half of the Together 24-7 podcast. You've gotten to know us from listening to our show, but did you know that we've been in business together since 2003 and separately since 1997? We've taken our experience and knowledge from multiple successful businesses and transformed them into one company, Business Solutions for Growth. And now you can work with us directly. In just 30 days, we'll work with you to create a strategic plan with focus, clarity, and vision. We zone in on your talents, experience, desires, and skills to create the right business strategy for you so you can hit the ground running with a plan of action to take your business to the next level. For more information, go to businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. That's businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your host, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I'm your co-host, Barry Cohen. I'm your other co-host, Catherine Cohen. What do we do on this show, Kat? Uh, we interview couples who are in business and in love. And why would we do something like that? You know, it's a strange dynamic. It's a really, it's an odd, strange, odd, weird, odd dynamic. You know, we probably at some point should interview a psychotherapist for the show. Oh, wait. Today we have a psychotherapist. In (laughs) fact, we have two psychotherapists. Now, are you both, is it both PhDs or one PhD? I'm I'm, I'm looking through these. One PhD. One, yeah. Yeah. But who's smarter? I'm I'm piled high and deep. Piled high and deep. (laughs) That's PhD for you. And um, she's uh, developed an amazing system that I really honor. And it's interesting because the program I went to, we uh, like there were dancers that came in that developed psychotherapy systems. Uh, Al Peso developed psychomotor psychotherapy. So it's uh, my kind of background has like been very inclusive. And Alicia has come up with really an extraordinary model. And I really think that that kind of respect, you know, helps I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. You are, you are, because Be- our audience doesn't even know who they're talking to or who they're listening to. So today we are, we've got uh, Dr. Doug Miller and Alicia Miller. Yeah, you know what? Just Doug and Alicia Miller, yeah. and uh, they are individual and couples emotional healing therapists. They've been in business together for two years, and they have been together together for four years. Uh, Doug's got a couple of kids, 22 and 26 years old. Have either of them gone into the field of Psycho, whatever. Have either? Yeah, yeah. Psycho. Whatever. Well, you know, it could be psychotherapy, psychoanalysis, uh, um, psychology. Uh, you know, so that so it, psychotic breaks. Psychotic? No. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. my daughter just graduated Emory on uh, last Monday. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, with a major in psychology, and she wants to go to Naropa and study transpersonal psychology and art therapy. And my son is helping inner city schools develop their uh, kind of social, emotional skills and mindfulness, as well as entrepreneurship and co- computer coding. He's uh, his, I'll plug it, company's honor code. And they won the Forbes Fortune Under 30 competition. There were 1,100 applicants and Dylan's honor code won that. Fantastic. That is that is really good. That is he, a he made testament. his papa proud. He made papa proud. Yeah, papa Absolutely. Proud yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, Alicia's been accepted deeply as a wonderful mother to my daughter, you know, as well, stepmom. So that's that's pretty cool. And now Doug and Alicia, you guys, as I said, have been together for four years. Um, about four to six years ago, Doug, you were at a time in your life when you'd reduced your ro- workload, ended a relationship, sold a big house, got rid of the two kids, kicked them out. Um, well, let them go out on their own. And you just kind of sat with what, what was, what was in your, in your life at the time. Uh, Alicia, you're a heart warrior and, um, 
and and your relationship with Doug has been transformative to say the least. Uh, you were born with an intuitive marketing sense. You always see the need for improvement. Always see new business ideas. You graduated with a marketing degree. Isn't that the best degree in the world? Because you can like yeah. tell people what to do. Um, yeah. Corporate sales, 10 years, HR solutions. And then four years ago, after some some pretty intense relationships, uh, you met Doug. And in here, you went to... Uh, you went to Thailand. You packed everything you owned in your into two suitcases. It would take me four. Um, four for what? For storage sheds. <laughs> do not judge how I pack. Okay. Don't judge. <laughs> Stop judging. Uh, so you did like the eat, pray, love thing over in Thailand. Uh, Tell us a yeah. little bit about that. Yeah. That was before she met me. I know, I, I know, I, I know. I haven't named it yet, but it, it would be more like not eating, praying, and healing. And waiting for putting love off, man. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't looking for love in Thailand. I was looking for myself. You were looking for yourself. So you you had um, you were researching healing because you had a, syst- a systemic candida condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed to, uh, it, it seemed to rear its ugly head every time you got stressed, you were, uh, in a relationship after an abusive marriage, um, uh, your candida symptoms would flare up every time there was, you know, emotional stuff going on. And then you met Doug. <laughs> well, I, I, I did, I did, <laughs> I did get to the root of my candida symptoms and I did my own emotional healing, which led me to feel worthy enough to get all my needs met. And then I met Doug and that's how that happened. And that's how that whole thing happened. So, uh, Alicia, you do a, um, uh, emotional, my emotional healing programs. Uh, you do a retreat in Costa Rica for women, a beautiful place. I know friends of ours have uh, a place down in Costa Rica. You also do online couple sessions with Doug, uh, in-person couples, intensive workshops, weekends. Um, Doug, you took the route in your, uh, you're a clinical psychologist, a forensic psychologist. You took the route of doing more holistic healing, uh, um, yeah, I'd say a more, um, sort of the, like I had a minor in biology and then I also have always had an interest in spirituality and, and even I had a minor in anthropology as well. So I right. just really tried curious about the whole ball of wax and how it all works together. Um, uh, and yeah, was really into nutrition and other types of holistic healing, before it, it really took off. Um, and I've sort of backed away from that since a little bit, but still I'm very interested in it. Right. Yeah. And you're also a Reiki practitioner. Yeah. You studied, you studied and, Reiki. Did you hear the enthusiasm in his voice when he said that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we both are. And we, it was kind of like, who isn't, you know? Yeah. Well, I didn't even put it down. <laughs> We're not pra- practicing, um, Reiki healing sessions. But I think, we're both attuned. Yeah, I think I put that in the bio. I mean, it has been an important part of my life. I I don't really practice it per se. Um, occasionally, actually, before I go into court, I send myself mental clarity while I'm on the stand and testify. That's what I use it mostly for. Hey, point. you know, Reiki Reiki comes in handy for all kinds of things. I guess it I really guess I does. should just pull off that Reiki master thing from my. Uh... From my little resume, not not, See, uh, not well, impressed really, anymore. It's really good stuff. It um, is good stuff. Um, but I also just kind of wanted to give it a flavor of like I'm not maybe not the run of the mill clinical psychologist. I don't know really a run of the mill psycho. I do know a few, but just that I'm more there's more going on than I think we you know kind of get. You know, absolutely, absolutely agree with you. So, um, you guys. Each found yourselves individually, um, and now you've come together to do individual and couples emotional healing. Why did you guys decide you were together for two years and then you started a business? What what made you decide to go into business together and create these programs and these retreats and that sort of thing? Let me give you a little backstory for me. Um, um, you know, I was... Um, 
you mentioned I, I was sort of sitting in a lot of emptiness uh, in a positive sense. Just a lot of things kind of fell away naturally. It, I wasn't worried about any of it. It felt very like grace and, and like it was in a really good, peaceful place. But, you know, I've always had kind of a, an expansive desire and, you know, you could say a restless soul if you want that just kind of was wondering what's next, what's next. And, um, and the woman I dated for about nine months uh, at one point prior to Alicia, I, uh, right before Alicia, I was like trying to kind of repurpose myself to support her. So I came in and, and with Alicia as um, kind of ready to support someone and be repurposed in that sense. And it wasn't from a lack of not knowing what I wanted to do. I still had a good you know, forensic practice going and a little bit of therapy. But what happened is um, Alicia has developed, uh, through her own experience, uh, a really great um, core emotional healing program. And um, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead, but so she would talk about it. We would talk about it. We, we started sharing in that way, just kind of trying to understand and, and what she was working on. And then I think it, de and it developed more as we did that. Um, um, and maybe she wants to talk a little bit about that. But I, that's that's kind of how it began is it, it's really her her impetus. Um, and, and now I'm, uh, doing the kind of therapy and I'll talk more about that, that I really like to do. And I've always loved to do. Um, and we'll talk more about that, but do you want yeah, to Doug definitely helped me as I was developing the model, he was contributing to it and he would come on the retreats that I do, uh, with a colleague of mine, um, Janet Raftis. Uh, we've been doing retreats for a couple of years and Doug would come on the retreats and do dream interpretation and really contribute a lot towards, uh, what were, uh, the process that we do with each client. So I could see Doug and I working together in that capacity. We just didn't know how yet. And then through our own relationship, um, um, struggles and triggers and processes and healing through that all, we learned so much more about um, relationship problems and issues and where they come from and how to individually address them and how to work them out in a relationship. So Doug and I went through a really intense uh, healing um, in the first couple years to being together um, where we were triggered a lot with stuff that we hadn't really um, dealt with, uh, but we were in such a loving and safe relationship for the first time. It it provided the container for those things to come up for us to uh, process and heal together. And because we're so skilled in emotional healing and therapy, uh, we were able to do that on our own. So we realized how um, much we learn that we now share with others. So it was through our own journey and developing the programs and then just living together and talking all the time about our clients and our clients' relationships. And I refer Doug, my uh, clients, you know, husbands or partners. Uh, and so we're working together so much now because of all of that. So together you, as you figured out, okay, we, this is working for us. We have, we have a background, we have, you know, baggage for lack of a better term. And, you know, and, and this is what we're doing it. And it's really, really cool. And Hey, you know what, we can help other people beyond what we've been doing individually. Is that kind of how it uh, ended up? Yeah, we were doing it with clients too. So uh, I was, I've always been helping my clients with their relationship struggles um, and triggers and common relationship patterns and Doug um, and I and sometimes would stand up for the guy in the relationship seeing where it was coming from so Doug and I have tr a lot of um, awareness insight and just experience in uh, triggers in a relationship or common relationship patterns and things that we personally work through and also just our um, skills as therapists and healers yeah and um Really, um, it, w it was really in part the application of Alicia's model and the inner child dynamics. In other words, maybe just a good 
way to summarize that in this context is like if you're getting triggered by your partner or if you find yourself in the same pattern over and over and over again, what, you, what we learned to do was to look and see where that was coming from for, from us in our past. So, you know, of course, like initially I wanted to blame her if I was upset because she, by all current appearances, was triggering me. But we got to a point where it was like we could start, maybe we had to take a little time out and start looking inside and we would, we would start talking about it maybe that day, maybe the next day and, and start processing it and applying that model. Now, what, when it started getting really exciting for me is when we started working together and I, in terms of professionally, um, it got exciting and started doing the experiential work. And that's something we both had experience in, both in terms of our own healing. And um, I began doing that like 20 years ago as a facilitator, as a, as a therapist. And that's where you really, you know, in, usually in a group setting, but it can be done even individually, where you kind of bring the internal um, psychological dynamics. So let's say there was a someone was mistreated by their father. And let's, let's not even say physically, but was just put down a lot or whatever. Well, in the group, in the group, we could have that person pick someone from the group to be their father and to have a conversation with about what had happened. And in that, Alicia and I, with our intuitive abilities, hone in on the emotional aspects and, and kind of direct the process very specifically to to release the trapped anger, fear, the low self-esteem, shame, and then to bring in positive messages to correct all that. Um, um, and, and connect them to their inner child and yeah. um, give them what they needed at that time. And so it, it's we're addressing things on a very deep level um, that we've done ourselves and through our own healing work and the work that we've done together and the healing that we've done together, we both uh, have a tremendous compassion and can hold space for people to help them go to places that um, they've been avoiding or haven't felt safe to do on their own. So it just happened organically. We didn't talk about, we knew we would always work together. Um, we just didn't know when or the, the time and we didn't think about it much. It just organically happened. Um, I kind of, I just did a, well, we were working with a couple actually. Um, and we did a couple session and then we did a workshop together and it was actually working together brought us the most fulfillment and joy that we both have experienced in our own work. Yeah. I didn't see it coming, you know, it just kind of, it, it just kind of came. So let's, let's talk about the mundane. Okay. So here's, here's the work that you're doing. Let's talk about the mundane of working with your spouse division of labor. Who does what besides, uh, besides doing the, you know, who, who's doing like what, who's working with the husbands, who's working with the wives, who's, I'm talking the mundane. Who's going to the networking meetings? Who's doing the billing? Who's who's overseeing the staff? Who's doing that day-to-day -day crap that you got to do in business? Do you overlap responsibilities? And how do you check in with each other without like getting yeah, crazed on each other? So there's a funny little sort of myth that we have going that is sort of true. <laughs> and, you know, I worked... It took me 10 years to get my PhD after my, my bachelor's. So, you know, I, I worked really hard. Since then, I've done almost no marketing, including in the forensics or, or whatever. And I, I've had, when I started, I had a very large therapy practice and um, then moved into forensics, got a little bit out of therapy, still kept a little going. Then I've really gotten back into it in this new way recently. But Things have come to me very easily, and we, we kind of have a running joke that, um, you know, I'm, I am kind of riding Alicia's um, marketing coattails at this point, and um, she's just so brilliant at it, and um, I'd rather not do it, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm not... I turn to her, and a lot of our friends turn to her when they have a question about marketing, you know, even people that do website 
marketing themselves will come to her sometimes and ask for advice. Um, so yeah, I'm doing pretty much all the marketing. Um, yeah, all the marketing. Well, I, I have a but, website that I put together. I borrowed some from her website. Yeah, <laughs> just copied my website. No, uh, and and that's okay. Like I take care of the marketing, and Doug is actually a brilliant writer. You know, obviously with a PhD, he and he writes for a living. He writes up psych evaluations. So if you know, I'm he's usually editing things that I'm writing, uh, and then we're about to hire a. VA, a virtual virtual assistant, and we'll share uh, that person together to help us with so the like, operations. Uh, al and along those lines, and just kind of a, a larger picture here, like I know you're asking about the details. I mean, I, I was kind of ready, you know, I, you know, I felt like I was at a point in my life where I, I potentially, if I if I was more financially well off, I could have been heading toward retirement. Um. You know, but this has like reignited some interest and I feel like I'm getting a whole nother chance professionally and getting to do the kind of work that I really have always loved and, and really dedicate to that. Um, um, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is I there was part of me that was willing to kind of lay myself down and, and, and not have a lot of my ego in it. And so, you know, I, I give her a lot of credit for what she does for me and, and what she's done to make all these things happen that's happened. I've seen her work a lot. And I know one of your questions, you know, is like, how do you set boundaries around the work and or divide? The, that, or that, no, yeah. it was what's, what's your biggest conflict or something? No, no, no. We haven't gotten there. Yeah. You're, jump, you're jumping ahead there, Doug. I mean, you know, yeah, in fact, let, let's, let's just go right into it. Tell me what was your biggest <laughs> entrepreneurial disagreement and how did you work through it? Hey, thanks, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say she's she's really is a warrior, and she's been a warrior in her own um, in her own work. Uh, she's been a warrior in pointing out my crap. She's um, and when she works, she gets very focused and gets very into it, and was trying to really build something from nothing. And so she would work a lot. And it would be like after hours. And I'm like, I'm like such a chill per like, I just want to sit around I, and drool if I can. I and, know a specific one. Oh, uh, here's a, she has a specific, but <laughs> it would be how much she's worked at times going into the evenings. And I'm kind of like, okay, let her talk, up. Doug, let oh. her talk. I want to hear this one. It's a specific one. We love the controversy. It was, it was a couple of years ago. So he may have forgotten but, um, and now he understands why, but so in creating something from scratch, you know, I'm used to, and I, and I love creating my business is my number one creative outlet. And so I love creating new programs and, and I'm really good at evaluating what's working, what's not, and then scratching it. And that would drive him crazy. So I would create all these programs, marketing, communication, all this stuff. And then I'd be like, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to create a different one now. Um, and he would, he got so frustrated that I was changing things um, yeah. without realizing the nature of uh, that type, this type of business is, you know, constantly evolving and changing and creating new things as needs change. So, yeah. um, yeah, and I, I didn't feel supported and really seen for like my not my um, insight in my vision for my business, you know, and that he was criticizing um, how I was working. Yeah, and it like like it was sort of a culture thing. Like I I ran my own business. I had nine, ten people working for me at one point, and I always tried to be very efficient with my time you know, and make, put a system in place, let it work, see what needed to be tweaked, but not like wipe things away and start from scratch. You know, um, there were times when maybe a little of that had to happen. So that was, that was a shift. And again, I wasn't like, I don't know if this was, I think it was a point of conflict. I think I disappointed her and, and didn't support her in that way, but it was never like you have, it was never like a point of like all out arguing or like really, because I think I had to just trust and see what she had and was offering. And and I, again, I, that's a point I kind of want to bring up. 
about, and I, I don't know if there's enough dirt here for you, but I think ultimately like it was resolved by kind of respecting her process, you know, and, and letting that happen and trusting it. Well, that's that's the most important thing I think is 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 letting our audience know, especially especially our listeners that are just thinking about doing the crazy thing and jumping into business with their Should spouse. Should I? Shouldn't I? Should, Should I, I? Shouldn't I? I? And will and, she drive me nuts? Yes, but I'll do it anyway. Yeah, and and knowing that there's a resolution at the end of it, that there's a way to resolve these issues at the end, and to work together and to use those issues to strengthen each other. And now I want to actually go to the flip side of that and tell me one or two joys that you guys have being together 24-7. What, what, what are you experiencing? Why is it so great to be together all the time? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well I, I never like to be together with anyone. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm very independent. And I was surprised when we met that it was like not having someone else there. Our energy is so in sync that it was the first time I've ever experienced being with someone 24 seven and not needing space. Um, so that was awesome. In addition to that, I had never been with anyone who understood what I did and actually could contribute to it. So being seen and supported was huge for me. It really did change my life and like my business because being seen and supported helped me actually um, expand into doing what I'm doing. So it was like the biggest thing ever was to be together. (laughs) And I also think that we have a, um, like, you know, there's like the different attachment styles, like, uh, was it high attachment, low attachment, like Uh, in the middle. And what that means is like how much, translate for us we we really like knowing that we're just around each other a lot it, it helps us feel secure it helps us feel loved um um and that's just something we both wanted and we kind of understand that in a way from our histories with our but family. not in a dependent type of thing like we both work very independently so it's interesting because we can be in the same room working all day and but my, if there was a more independent style of relating, of where people needed. needed their own space and wanted to do their own thing and didn't want that emotional connection as much. Yeah. Like what I'm saying is that the emotional connection is the emotional piece that we really like and the security and the presence and, yeah. and that. We both really enjoy that. And for another couple that might not be there, you know, um, and, you know, I'm going a little deeper here emotionally about that. That's okay, because I'm shallow, so it's all good. Yeah, it, so, it balances out. It balances all out. Now, uh, tell us a couple, <laughs> a couple of things that you two do to separate your family time from your business time, if at all. Yeah. Well, because we don't have um, kids at our house, we had to learn how to separate <laughs> for a while um, our, our business time because we both would work into the nighttime sometimes. And especially me, I had the tendency to want to talk about what happened during the day. Uh, and then we just had to learn to, uh, and Doug reinforced that um, after a while, like no more talking about work. Um, you know, a certain hour we were we, uh, like, so I learned after a couple of years, I think to finally, um, have hours and not in boundaries with returning emails and any work, um, talk and things like that. Yeah. And it even gets a little more thicker for us because if we have issues that we're dealing with that are like of emotional or psychological nature or something's coming up or with one of my kids or then we're done with work, but then we're talking about that stuff. Which is like and, work. <laughs> and, which is, yeah. So, like, I have, it's usually me, and it's a part, I think, a gender, you know, conditioning thing, but also, you know, I'm I'm a little older, and um, um, so I, I sometimes just say, like, I really just can't process anymore. I just can't talk about anything, you know, about the mind, about emotions, about relation, anything. And that's that. I mean, I, I have my limit and I, um, and she generally honors that. And, you know, if there's something hot that really needs to be talked about, you know, that all has to balance out. There's another rule about just that kind of thing. Like don't talk about anything too intense after nine 30 or 10 at night. Um, just for couples in general. Um, um, then the other thing, you know, we, we do have things, we don't go out a ton, but we do go out to eat, but we can still talk about business when we eat. 
or, you know, we'll go see a show. We'll go to something that just really is absorbing and, or, you know, we'll watch a Netflix series and we, you know, we, we chill out that way. Or sometimes we just read books or I'll do something around the house or go for a walk the dogs. But it, it's a, it's a, it's a fluid thing, you know, and we try to set it when well, we need to. Well, potentially, you know, when you are talking about business at work, it may or may not be at a dinner, text. not at work. At dinner, if you talk about business at, at work, right, you're no. kind of yeah. If you're talking about business at dinner, um, it it may or may not be a tax deduction. Please so check with your tax. Please check with your tax professional. Thank you. And that and that's the, and that's the homage to my father-in-law, who is a tax professional, and the cover our rear ends part. That's of it. it. That's it. Well, this goes through my mind whenever I'm paying the check and using my business card. Yeah. It was, did we talk about this? Well, yeah, we did. Yeah, know? we did. Whether you did or didn't, you did. Yeah. We're, Nobody's we're talking. Right. So now, we, have there along this journey, has there been any particular book that has stood out that really helped you along in your business lives? No. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we've worked with a couple mentor mentors in business, yeah. but... And we have sort of intuitive consultants that we check in with. Uh, but not um, books. And I, I come, uh, it kind of came naturally running a business, my business before all this. Uh, um, but yeah, I wouldn't say, I would say no, there isn't. What resources, then you mentioned uh, mentors and that sort of thing. What resources uh, would you suggest to our listeners to help them get started or get moving to the next level in their business? Um, well, the most recent one we worked with uh, is a friend of mine, uh, Jen Mazer. She's the queen of manifestation is her brand. Uh, and she's a business coach. So she uses... Um, the law of attraction and manifestation principles. And she helped us actually create our business um, from a visioning session we had with her. So I hired her for a VIP day and she invited Doug in and it was just going to be about my business, but we did talk about maybe working together and she br brought him in and we did this visioning session where we just talked like it was in the present tense and said, Oh yes. And we're, um, writing this book and we're, you know, doing this workshops and retreats and da, 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 you know, and we kind of had fun with it. And then after that, Doug got really excited and could feel it happening. And then we had our first workshop and, um, created more and more things. We did Facebook live videos that have been really, um, popular. We've gotten a lot of business from that. Um, she encouraged us to do the Facebook live vi yeah, and videos. And that day we just did it. I mean, the, yeah. we both have that kind of like rush ahead. Let's get this done yeah. kind of attitude. So that's, I, you know, that's important too. I think we have a similar style at times. Um, regarding that and just to kind of, if you are thinking of starting your business and, you know, I, I th it's a scary thing for a lot of people. And one of the things I learned from, from Jen is like what you really expect on a deeper level to get from the world is what you may get from the world. So if you have some negativity and some, uh, or limitations in terms of what you believe you deserve and other such things, a lot of things came up. There were about 10 people in the group. Um, it can help clear those away and help you move forward and things will flow much more easily. Uh, so yeah, getting... I, I think that's what's missing. A lot of people approach business and life in general with like, Oh, I just need to know the, the technical, the and technical and mechanical yeah. without looking at their main tool, which their is beliefs. themselves. And yeah, yeah their the beliefs about themselves and life and business and money is going to block um, a lot of things from happening. What the heck did you think two shrinks were going to say? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, so speaking of shrinks then, uh, what one piece of advice could you give our listeners? Well, I think we just gave a really good one is to look at your beliefs um, and uh, how you value yourself before you create anything, because you could waste a lot of money and spinning your wheels if you don't feel worthy enough or um, you have n beliefs about 
money that will limit you or um, you just don't want to work hard. So I think like looking at beliefs around um, beliefs and expectations would be my number one advice. And mine would be always walk on the sunny side of the street. What? We're not even going to comment on that. Catherine, would you like to take the next question? <laughs> no, I want, I want to hear the oh, conversation that starts I have now. never heard that come out of his mouth, <laughs> ever. And it's like the opposite. Okay, his- now here's, here's the deeper me. <laughs> I love the total dead silence scared me for a second, I guess. But um, try to be positive. Stay positive and, um, you know, believe in yourself and believe, you know, don't don't let the things don't let the kind of negative Nancy's or the people from your past, you know, inhibit what you dream. Now, the best career advice was from a okay. I'm totally going off my little goofball thing, but um, the best career advice I heard was from um, uh, he's a Jungian. Uh, what's his name? Dang, the hero with a thousand faces. He wrote, anyway, I can't come up with his name, but he wrote the book, Hero with a Thousand Faces. You can Google it. And he, he had three words. He said, follow your bliss. So what, what makes you blissful, don't worry about the rest. Do what makes you happy, and, and the rest will come. And be willing to do things you don't want to do. And that's why I follow Catherine everywhere she goes, because I uh-huh. follow my bliss. And now our listeners have all become incredibly nauseous. Yeah, but I made points. Uh, maybe I, I, you know, still, still determining that. So let's all just take a breath so that we don't have that queasy feeling in our stomach. Because next we're going to talk about food. Yay! After Doug's song and that, <laughs> right, right. I'd like we're gonna... to ask Barry. Can I ask Barry a question? Absolutely. Um. Because I'm hearing something similar, and I know you were just joking, but you know Freud said there's no real jokes; that everything has meaning. Is there some truth to that for you? That you, you know, let Catherine lead the way at times, in some ways, in your your business together. I will only answer that if I know for sure you're not going to send me a bill. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, I I I trust in Catherine. She she is. Uh, she's my inspiration for everything that we do together. Uh, so yeah, I've, I'll follow her anywhere and everywhere. I always have for the past 21 years. 21 years, yep. God help me. <laughs> God help me. 22 years in a couple of weeks. Wow. Yep. Uh, you know, I think that's... Happy anniversary. I, I think that's interesting. And I, you know, I, I do work with men and, and men's groups. I'm doing a men's intensive in July um, with a Costa Rican shaman. Uh, July of 2017, for those of you who are listening after that time and can't get to that uh, event. Go ahead, and Doug. It, it's an emotional, spiritual journey. It's not, no chemicals, no ayahuasca, no mediators, as mm. he calls them. Um, but anyway, um, with the men's work, you know, I think that's an interesting dynamic. And I think maybe, you know, perhaps in these types of relationships, there is an inspiration or someone who has an idea or some direction, you know, whether it's the man or woman, but in terms of these dynamics, like if I felt like I had to be the one creating, if I had to be the one coming up with it all, I could see that we probably would have had more kind of like ego battles or something, you know, whereas I'm not coming from that place. I, I, from the get go, I was like, I'm here to kind of serve or to be a part of something or to see what's next. And it happened to land me in my, in my bliss, which is that type of experiential and the, the intuitive work that we do, you know? So I got lucky. <laughs> as, as did I. Now I have my, my men's retreat once a month, but that involves alcohol and cigars. So. That's true. That's true. And <laughs> different, different type of retreat. Different type of retreat. And definitely not in Costa Rica. No. Far Next from. Next time I'm in Phoenix, I'll have to check that out, see how I can personally grow from that experience. Oh, it's easy because it's men's own, men only, no women. We say we're networking. 
So, <laughs> so we take about 30 seconds to network and the rest of the time we just, you know, have a few good craft beers, some fine cigars and just enjoy the night. That's really great. It's really great. So speaking what of you, Kat, uh, what, what about me? I, you know, I it's easier. She gets for, me the hell out of the house. I get, I get him the hell out of the house. It's easier, I think, for women to get together with each other and just say, "Okay, we're going to have a girls' night." You know, it's it's yeah. easier for us to yeah. just, you know, kind of drop everything and say, "Let's do, let's go, let's let's have something, let's go to the movies." I think it's, um, it, at, at least with the people that we interact with, it's um, it's a little harder for men unless they've got something structured, or for the guys, unless they have something structured, uh, yeah. where you know where they can say, okay, this is it on this day every month. This is what I'm going to do. And, and it gives them an opportunity to just be, you know, to not be business people, even though it is supposed to be networking, not be business people, not be husbands or fathers or boyfriends or whatever, just be. Yeah. yeah. So more, more guys are doing it and it's important. It is very yeah. important. So moving moving away from from business and and psychological psychotic <laughs> psychotherapeutic pursuits, let's go to everybody's favorite uh, favorite comfort food. Mm. What is your favorite meal to cook together, or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? <laughs> so we used to cook breakfast together. Then I realized I was getting arthritic outbreaks from eggs. And we kind of, but we, um, often I will cook kind of the main dish or I've. It's salmon. Uh, we cook yeah. the most amazing salmon. Doug the, does. Scottish salmon. Yeah. And I cook and she'll uh, do the vegetables. asparagus or something. But this salmon that we found here is like amazing. Melt in your mouth, Scottish wild salmon. And we can't, there's, when we go out to eat, there's nothing compares to the one that we get at this little market and Doug just does it perfectly. So it's, that's our favorite yeah. right now. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> that That's your final answer and no yeah. more eggs and no more eggs. No more eggs for a little Doug. bit, tiny bit, a yeah. little bit. Got to get those organic eggs, get your own uh, chickens in the backyard like we have. Okay, so we mentioned the chickens on this episode. Again. Again, like we always do. <laughs> we um, love your chickens. Pardon? You love your chickens. We love our chickens. They're adorable. You are the chicken people. We are. We are. Cats and chickens. Finally, before we take our commercial break, red, white, or beer? Red for me. Uh, <laughs> is the PhD uh, trying to figure out the question? Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> Excellent answer. Excellent That's answer. White. That's white. Oh, I take that mine back. <laughs> <laughs> tequila. tequila. Well, tequila is not necessarily white. The blanco is white. The blanco is but, white. But you know, get a good good añejo, and it's yeah. It's, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be red wine, white wine, or beer. We've gotten all kinds of answers, and oh, I, yeah, okay. I certainly I, like tequila. Turn me on to tequila more so, than I used to. Silver tequila, blanco, yeah. blanco tequila. Very Another good. Another thing she's brought to my life. <laughs> you are one lucky man, Doug. One lucky man. Well, let's go ahead and take a commercial break. When we get back, we're going to talk pet peeves. Yay, pet peeves. Be right back. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24 7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30 day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. 
Catherine, we're doing a double today, aren't we? We're doing a double take of pet peeves. I love peeving. double peeves. You love double peeves. <laughs> it doesn't take much. It I, really doesn't. I um, you know what? I'm going to start with Doug because then Alicia's is is kind of one of the types of it's, it's, Doug. P- it's piggybacking. It's on. piggybacking, right? Doug, what's your I, pet peeve? It's the many little inconsiderations that occur day to day. Just little stuff like people standing in the middle of an aisle when someone's trying to get by and they totally like unconscious that there's other people around and they're just kind of in their own world without being considerate. And, uh, what's another good example? Um, the shopping carts. You hate, uh, leaving the, shopping yeah. carts in the middle of the aisle, just like, or, like um, they're just in, in their the, own little world without thinking about anyone else. No, and, the, the, in the parking lots and then they hit cars, they like just leave the park. The shopping cart. Well, I don't really care about my car, so I'm oh. really bummed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would. But the it's the lots of little kind of inconsiderations are um, even you know could even be holding a door you know for someone behind you as opposed to just letting it swing in their face stuff like that where I I really try to go out of my way for anyone you know not, it's not even going out of your way is the thing it's just being conscious that someone's there. And what they might Need. want in that situation. Can I add yeah. my example to that? Because yeah. there's one that I know drives you crazy also too, Catherine. That's when you get on the plane and the family with the little little tiny baby kitties, that they the world revolves around them. It's it's not the children that I hate. I don't want my listeners to think that I hate children. <laughs> It is the parents that have absolutely no control over their children. Not even whatsoever. control. No consideration. No of the consideration people around for them. the people around them. Yeah, I, don't let your kid throw Cheerios into my hair because I will turn around and slap you. It's not the kid's fault. It's your fault if you have yeah. no control over your child. Deal with that on our uh, neighborhood thread a few months back, where there was some like kids just running wild in a restaurant, and it was a, it was like hundreds of responses from the neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've actually had it on the plane where we would be in our row and then there would be a family behind us with a little kid and a family in front of us with a little kid and they know each other and the parents are passing all of the stuff back and forth over our heads. Like, come on, huh? Yeah, did you want to switch places with us? Oh, no, 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 we're okay. No, I don't give a if you're okay. <laughs> I'm talking about me. So Because it's always about you. It is always about me. Thank it you is. very much. Okay, so I Okay, get- so that's that's that pet peeve. Alicia, what's your pet peeve? I think the con- lack of consideration is um the, I guess the overall um pet peeve here and so under that would be mine of not responding to people's text messages or mine, I guess. So not responding to my text or email, um, when there's a need to respond to it. And especially when I'm needing something, uh, I, I just don't get it. I don't get why people choose to ignore people at times. I, 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 I get when, you know, they're busy or whatever, but, um, yeah, like people who don't respond to emails when you're in a relationship with them or, you know, a, a working relationship or something like that. And there's a need and then they ignore it. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to interject because I we had this discussion a little bit before we started recording this episode. And number one, Alicia, we determined that they just don't like you. That's number yeah. one. Uh, right. They don't like me either. Yeah, and and I don't like anyone. So there you have it. That's why, <laughs> folks. If you email me and I don't respond, that's why. Uh, yeah. But but I I will have to side on the side of technology every now and then. Email is not a perfect way to communicate. It can get lost. It can go into junk mail. It can just not even show up. I yeah. I, I find it amazing that emails from you to me go into spam sometimes and we share and especially the personal where we share our at Cohen email address. We have our own personal email well, we address. 47 email we have addresses. 47 email addresses, but our own personal email address going 
from the same, you know, same domain. So same domain. One goes into the other one. Spam. I find that amusing. But that being said, when they get the email um, or the text, if you finally find your phone and you get a text, respond. Unless you don't like the person. I do mm-hmm. respond eventually. Um, not because I don't like the person, but because I have no idea where my text messages go to. That, that is sounds like actually a great way to like deal with conflict in your marriage. Like if Alicia said something I didn't like, I'd just be like, I'm putting that in my spam folder. <laughs> that could be now. No, we need to be, have it be credited as the Cohen method. Is that the Cohen, you're method. In, the Cohen <laughs> method? You're putting it into your spam folder and that's the Cohen method. Which is one of your pet peeves because then you'd be getting ignored. So that's, hmm. that's Alicia. No, that's Alicia's pet yeah, peeve. Catherine yeah. doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. so, I've learned not questions? to care anymore. You don't like you don't want to answer me, who cares? So Yeah, really? that might not be a good thing, maybe not. Maybe ah. not. <laughs> Small considerations, you know, sometimes we all go off into our own worlds, but you know, be considerate of others around you, certainly in business and in life answer those emails, get back to people. And hey, if you don't hear from somebody, pick up the phone and call them. That's that's my business advice to everybody because sometimes it, it is a spam thing. And, and you know what? I'm just going to piggyback on that real quick before we end the show because you said pick up the phone. We were at uh, a workshop the other day and one of the, the things we were all doing around the table was telling, going over the best apps we have on our phone. You know, oh, I have Mile IQ. It does my mileage. This is my CRM. This this scans the business cards in and i said the best app i have on my phone is the phone Ooh. you could actually call somebody and talk that's right. to them that's right it's so exciting it is okay that's my that's words of wisdom for the that's day deep, man. that is doug and alicia miller you are an individual and couples emotional healing counselor the company names are alicia miller and doug miller phd um, we will have all of the contact information and there's a lot of it uh, and there's a, there's a good bunch of it, but, uh, we will have all the contact information on the show notes page, especially if you want to get to any of these, uh, amazing retreats that are going on in Costa Rica, you'll have all the information for that. Doug and Alicia, thank you so much for being our guests today. Thank, thank you. you. It was fun. Yes. Thanks for doing this. And we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.